Welcome back to the WIDP Ground Podcast. I'm Daryl. I'm joined by Justice and Brock. What's going on, fellas? Not much, man. How you doing? Doing pretty good. Ready to uh, enjoy this three-day weekend we got coming up? For sure. A little, uh, little relaxation, a little grilling, a little uh, adult beverages, a little music, so... Go take some some, time and did you buy some sparklers and some poppers? I did. Yeah, I did. That's pretty cool. So I'm good. I think mustard? I'm gonna get. Yeah, I got my French's mustard. I like to throw that at the neighbors. <laughs> I think I'm gonna buy a couple of Roman candles and time to one of the cats outside and light it and let them run around the neighborhood. You know, hopefully nobody from Pete is listening. <laughs> what? Cats is gonna celebrate too, man. Come on. We here at WIDP crying do not condone <laughs> the abuse of animals. Uh, fine, I'll time to myself and run around the yard. How's that? Yeah, we do condone the abuse of Hollywood, though. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, so. We've got some news and notes that uh, Justice has put together for us. And uh seems like we've talked about this the last few weeks. It's just been different teams. But uh, the next set of dominoes in the college world has fallen. USC and UCLA has announced they will move to the Big Ten in 2024. Um, kind of shocked me that it was just them, too. I know we were kind of discussing this off the air, but I thought either maybe the whole conference would kind of absorb with another conference or at least players like Oregon, Washington, it would be like four or five teams. You know, they would be a, a solid group go. I just didn't see these two going by themselves. But Yeah. I would, I would have thought two more would have went with them too, just to have, you know, right. travel, all those things, you know. Well, And it's weird that Oregon's not – one of these, right? Because last few years, they've been the top dog, more or less. From what it sounds like, though, it doesn't sound like the Big Ten reached out to the schools. It sounds like USC and UCLA reached out to the Big Ten. So I think it might have caught, caught like, off guard. yeah, like, you know, where they, you know, weren't working at it together, I guess, you know, where USC and UCLA must have kind of came together and said, hey, let's you know, let's do this as one, you know, and, and I think that, um, you know, that was probably the the biggest reason, uh, you know, the Big Ten, you've heard, you've heard a lot of rumors last, since then too, and it's probably not, uh, you know, completely finalized as to far as what's going to happen over the next, uh, you know, few months, I would think, so. Which is a good point. Can you imagine all of the behind-the-scenes behind the doors, backroom discussions that's going on across college football right now amongst teams, conferences. Like you said, USC and UCLA probably, they did this on their own. They reached out, right? So is this a case of them kind of seeing the writing on the wall, on the wall and saying, hey, we better get our asses where we need to be or get left well, yeah, out? I think, or, yeah, that's exactly what I think it is. It's, you know, they, yeah. they, 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 they see – Hey, you want to? You, you better get in the get inside the door before the door closes. Well, yeah, and you're hearing 
you know, rumors right now that, you know, the Big Ten next uh, TV deal, you know, is going to approach a billion dollars a year, you know, so, you know, the amount of money that they're looking at there. I mean, I think just as it was set up last year, I think, you know, Big Ten schools were making 30 or $40 million more off their TV deals than what the PAC, the PAC schools are making, you know, and, um, yeah, you have to, you know, it, it, I mean, it, you want to be competitive, but it's about money at the end of the day, right? You got it. You're, you're going to go to where the money yeah. is. And, you know, like you said, you don't want to be left out, you know, cause if, you know, I don't, USC and UCLA probably wouldn't have been anyway, you know, the fact that you got the LA market there and, you know, the two, uh, you know, those are the two poster schools in California as well. So, you know, they, they were getting it. This helps the big 10, right? Getting those two. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Of. Well, this that helps yeah. them, right? Yeah. It helps them from, I mean, they get what the second largest TV market in the United States. Right. Well, and they already got the first. Well, yeah. Right. You know, and then like, cause I read somewhere that I think, uh, the four of the top five are in the Big Ten with uh, Chicago, New York, Washington, Baltimore, and now L.A. With I think the exception at uh, being Houston, I believe being the, or maybe Dallas is in there somewhere. It's four of the top six, but I mean they they got, you know, people always wonder why did they bring Rutgers into the Big Ten? Well, New York Market. has a lot to, yeah, New York has a lot to do with that. Why do you bring Maryland yeah. in? I don't know, Baltimore and Washington, D.C. has a lot to do with it, right? You know, so um, it does. And I think, you know, more things will happen and it'll be it'll be interesting to see how it all how it all plays out, you know, over the the long run. And, you know, what who's going to who's going to be left standing, I guess, you know, conference wise is going to be completely different in, you know, 2024, 2025 and what we're looking at today, obviously. I mean, if they're moving to the super two super conference thing, and there's going to be 20 teams in each, there's what eight eight slots left: four in SEC, four yeah. in the Big Ten. Well, don't you see it? Like you know, you're kind of having a an AFC and an NFC set up with Fox and ESPN kind of thing, right? You know, yeah. and they're gonna you know probably figure out some way to get a true playoff out of that, and you know, Fox and and ESPN they'll rotate a national you know their national championship game every every year and you know make tons of money off of it you know so i mean th this is all happening though too because the ncaa just never had his poop together on anything and so you know the, the networks are the one that are kind of pulling the strings on everything now so we'll see how it uh shakes out from here and what all happens right and it, you kind of alluded to it there um brock don't you kind of think both of you don't y'all kind of think that this is now going to force and this is something i talked about before the show too don't you think that moving to two super conferences 20 teams or whatever and, and we'll say for argument's sake there's a third super conference if acc and big 12 or whatever wants to combine well just for argument's sake don't you think by doing this that it's going to force the playoff committee to expand as well because if you've got these super conferences, the way it's set up now with four teams, these at-large teams, I don't know that you'll see a Cincinnati get back in like Well, this. you're not you're not you're they'll, not have gonna, their, they'll have their own playoffs. You're not gonna have a playoff committee anymore. You're gonna it's gonna be different because 
right now the playoff con- com- committee consists of, of your group of five conferences and your power five and, you know, whatever eight or nine people it is, they have decide that, but that's not going to be the thing. So you'll have, you'll have these two super conferences almost, and then you'll have what's left of FBS can still do whatever they're going to do, you know, which, you know, all of a sudden in that, like, you know, Pittsburgh might be the big dog or something, you know, I mean, I, who knows how it's going to, it's all going to shake up. So I don't think this is going to force any expansion because it, I, I, well, it's going to be, it's going to be a fracture. The super conferences are going to do their own thing. They'll have their they're own basically going to, they're basically going to be the, yeah, they're going to be the top dogs. And so with that, know. how do you, this is kind of a weird question. Cause I, I think I know what both of y'all are going to say and I would agree with that, but I'm playing devil's advocate here. If you do these super conferences and, and they do their own thing and they kind of, what you all are discussing here going away from college football playoff, that's going to be kind of a non-existent thing. We kind of think, right? Well, there'll be How a playoff, you... but it'll be different than what we yeah. see today. Okay. See, that was my point. Where's the, because I think that's going to be part of the problem. Where's the inclusion, you know, if the sec They're... and the big 10 are these super 20 and they do their thing. Cincinnati's out here in the big 12, right? How are you going to tell them they can't compete for a national championship? They can. They're going to be like North Dakota State playing for right. that. It's going to be a different division, if you will. Yeah, they're going to be separate. You're going to have – you're going to, you know, they're going to be playing for, you know, the the the, the Big Ten and so the we're, SEC. So we're basically going to add a new division to college football is what you're the saying. Big, the, big, the Big Ten and the SEC schools are going to be playing for the Super Bowl. And the Big 12 schools – they're going to be playing for the USFL championship. See, and see, that was my well, whole thing. I, well, I mean, it's going to be, it's still, I think, like the Big 12 is still going to be NCAA. The the big conferences, the two super conferences, they're not going to be governed by the NCAA. They're going to be something different. Yeah, but, I, and that's my point. You're basically, basically doing this, the SEC and Big 10. They're going to be the kings on the block. They're going to run the show, and everybody else is playing second fiddle and not going to have a shot. You're keeping your other what, you, you, you 80, 90 teams out. You have that now. Well, I mean, the, you do, but your, at least Cincinnati had a shot to get in. If we go to the super conferences, they're not going to have that shot unless we expand some kind of playoff system. They're not. They need to so you're basically the saying, basically you're saying if you're not in the SEC or the Big Ten, you can never be – a national champion because you're not in one of those conferences. Well, no, you'll be you a national can. champion just of a, a different division. Yeah, you're going to have another. You're going to have another layer in there. To me, I, the, the, I, I see what you're saying. I just don't know how that's. What I, I don't what know I, how well that's going to go over with the rest of college football. I, I don't think the other divisions really give a shit because they're doing their thing. But to tell Cincinnati, to tell you know. Oregon, if they don't join a conference, or Washington, if you don't tell those, te- you're telling those teams. If you're not in one of these two conferences, you're screwed. You're, you're playing. Why well, you US could still championship. you could you can still play in the championship you're in. You're, I mean, you think the players right now at North Dakota State think they're screwed? No, they're going out. And they're competing. They're playing to win. No, you know, but that's a whole like, different. That's a whole different process too, no, because it, you've got 16 teams competing. That's a whole it's, different thing. But. No, it's going to be the same thing. You're, you're, you're. There's a, there's a new line in the sand being drawn. There is, you know and I agree. I'm not arguing. I'm just, I'm trying to figure out 
So they're not going to, they're not going to, they're not going to, to me, they're not going to invite, they're going to have, you know, if they were to do a playoffs, they're going to do their four or eight teams or whatever on it, but they're, they're not going to invite schools from what's left of the ACC or the big 12 or whatever. I mean, they're, they can do, so for they me, can do their I think, own thing. Let, exactly. And I kind of agree with you, but a team like Oregon, who's right now on the outside looking in, right? USC, UCLA, yeah. they've kind of pushed the button forced the issue, hey, let's get where the hell we're going before we get left out. If if you've got, let's say, 20 teams, 20 SEC, 20 Big Ten, if they've already got their 20 and nobody picks up an Oregon, nobody picks up a Washington, forget Cincinnati, let's, let's go with some of the bigger – I don't think that's necessarily fair to them. Um, it's well, it's not that, about what's that's there. one. Yeah, <laughs> Clemson. What if Clemson? You're going to tell Clemson they can't win a national championship just because they didn't join? They can win. They can win a national championship. No, just that's not my question. Level. See, and that's not going to fly with them if they don't Why? get invited to another conference. It's not going to fly. Like the, the way you're well, mapping it's not right now. It's, it's, not. it's not going to fly with Notre Dame either. Who cares? Put down your fingers. The way they're they're mapping this out right now is is. You're basically going to – right now you're kind of saying like, well, just because you're in the SEC, you can't play for the SEC championship. That's what it's boiling down to. You're going to have these two conferences, and they're going to map things out. They're going to have their playoff system at the end of the day. ESPN and Fox are all behind this, and they're pulling the freaking strings on everything. I agree. But and I don't think they're going to leave teams like Clemson, Notre Dame, Oregon. They're not going to leave them if, out because they're not, if they're not in their If they're not in their fold where they're not – if they're not getting Clemson on TV every Saturday – Damn well they're going to leave them out. If Clemson chooses not to join, that's on them. If Notre Dame, if they're not getting Notre Dame's TV stuff, yeah, they're going to leave them out. They ain't going to freaking care, man. It's about money. To me, about I feelings. Agree. I, it's definitely about money. I just, I think at the end of the day, Ooh, we hurt Clemson's feelings because they had a good team. What a just, <laughs> like, I don't think you. I don't think you're going to see. You believe in participation ribbons, don't you? No. Everybody gets a trophy in Hollywood Land. We had a oh, good God, team. No. No, 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 you couldn't the, be further from the truth on that. The one thing that I think would be interesting to me is, is let's say you have this. This is why I told you guys I think they would be a third super conference. I think there will be. There's not enough teams left. To me, there's not. Yeah, there, there won't be. I, I, if you ask I think now, there is, but maybe, maybe no, not enough teams that are quality. But I think I could see Oregon. Washington, well, Clemson, I think I think Big to do 12. it, you can't have any more join join the SEC and Big Ten. If SEC and Big Ten get eight more bigger schools, it's done. Honestly, honestly, Notre right. Dame's the ticket. And I point. think you would see the ACC absorb Notre Dame if they can. They would pick up like let's say Oregon, Washington. I think that kind of keeps them in the mix with three groups. Now after that, you know, you Nord- pick, maybe pick up the Big Twelve a little bit, but. Notre Dame's the tipping. Notre Dame's the school. If Notre Dame joins Big Ten, you know, like kind of the rumors are speculating, then the writing's on the wall. I mean, if that's the case, I'm Clemson, Florida State, Miami. I'm calling the SEC tomorrow and seeing what we have to do to get into that conference. So let me ask you this. And I, like I said, I'm not arguing with you. I'm debating here. If that happens, Brock, isn't and I kind of, I kind I kind to tend to agree with you. Notre Dame's the big chip left to fall, right? Per se. Well, I if think that, that happens. I, go ahead. 
Well, I was going to say, I think, I mean, Oregon and Washington are pretty big chips too. And I think, I think Miami and Florida state and Clemson don't discount what those schools are either, but I right. think so. That, if it, let's say Notre Dame goes to the big 10 mm-hmm. for whatever reason this week, they say, Hey, we want to go to the big 10. They say, sure. Come on. 24 is at 24 hours after that announcement. Don't you think Oregon, Washington, Clemson, Florida state, those what next eight ten schools, even if even Cincinnati moving, maybe they even check. Don't you think twenty four hours after Notre Dame moved somewhere, they're calling conferences to say, Hey, we need to get in. They're calling the SEC, they're calling the Big Ten. They're calling one of those two and they say, We need in this. Because I if can't Notre believe Day, that Clemson's just going to say Oregon and, and Washington say, well, already asked to get in. Yeah, Oregon and Washington won in the Big Ten, but they got um, Big Ten's waiting right now for Notre Dame's answer, basically. And so, if Notre Dame, and I, and I think that the the Big Ten might be waiting for Notre Dame because then if they know that they get Notre Dame, then they need to, and they got Washington, Oregon, they need to find a third school, right, to give them an even. That'd be twenty, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know who who's that third school going to be for them? You know what? What are so they if you're the name? ACC, you're probably calling Notre Dame right now and begging them to join the ACC. Well, they've but done you, it. Yeah, you don't have the money that the Big Ten's throwing around. You can't do it. You can't even compete. You know that's like, I mean, that, seriously, that's like being offered an NFL contract, but a, but a, an XFL team comes up and wants to give you a contract. What are you going to do? <laughs> you know, I mean, there's no. It's not. It's not. It's not even comparing apples and apples well, right now. So to, to me, the big question is: Let's say you have these two super conferences, and they they're not they're not part of the NCAA. What are they going to do in their other sports? Right. So, you know, are they going to say, "Well, you know, is the NCAA going to say, well, guess what? You know, you're not. You can't be in March Madness anymore. But your, your baseball team can't be in the College World Series." That, to me, that's, that's going to be the interesting part. Well, but like right now, the power see, five college football, football schools, is such its own entity, right? It separates well, itself I, I, from yeah. the rest of it. For the longest time, the power five schools have an answer to the NCAA. True. Well, right, but I'm wondering if you the know, NCAA will say, you know, no, well, they, you're, you're out of March Madness. See you later. Well, they're, they're not going to tell freaking UCLA they can't be in March Madness. I don't know, man. It'll, it'll they, be interesting they don't, to see what happens. I think they don't have. They don't. I don't think they have the, the guts or the foresight. I mean, they can't even. Well, but the pro- the problem is though, if if you don't, this these super conferences from a monetary standpoint, are going to have so much more money and resources than anybody else. It's just it's not it's not even cl- not saying that it is now, but it just the the divide between the have and the have not is going to be way bigger than it is today. Yeah, but I mean it's it's the survival of the fittest world, right? Right. Good stuff. So kind of continuing with this, beginning in 2023, and this is gonna force some moves too. We were talking about the ACC has announced it will get rid of divisions and adopt a three-five-five scheduling model. Teams will play three primary opponents each year and face the other ten teams twice a year during a four-year period, once at home, once on the road. Um, thoughts on the scheduling? You like this? You don't like this? I'm not a big fan of it. I I think they got very few schools 100% correct. 
but it's yeah. kind of a mess. And I think, th- I mean, the whole thing went where they, they, they don't have to have divisions within the conferences anymore. Right. I mean, they can, they can have their top two um, playing a conference championship and, you know, so they could get creative with it, but I don't, yeah, I agree. They probably didn't do the best, uh, the best job on it. You know, I mean, I don't know. This came out before the whole USC UCLA thing. So it, it very well could be irrelevant right. anyway. <laughs> so. Yeah. Like to me, the only schools I think that they got correct hundred percent is Duke Pittsburgh and Boston college. I mean, like it, in my opinion, NC state got screwed. Like, so they get they get to play Clemson every year, you know. Like what? They're not a rival with Clemson. You know, Wake Wake Forest yeah. doesn't get to play NC State and UNC. Yeah, but I think that you know the the problem with like Clemson yeah. in there is their their traditional football rival isn't even in their conference, right? Well, true, true. I mean, I just you know, so I mean, somebody's gonna. Somebody's got to get screwed. Yeah, you know, and I mean, maybe they keep going with like, uh, you know, DJU keeps that, uh, can keep that interesting for certain people, you know, so. (laughs) Right. Um, A lot going on as far as realignment, scheduling kind of stuff. Um, Some recruiting news. 2023 four-star linebacker Leona Lafoe, number 29 linebacker, has really committed to Texas. Um, as a junior, he had 20 half tackles for a loss, three picks. And he played tight end for him, too, with 13 catches, 225 yards, six touchdowns. 6-1-2-10 from, uh, I hate these names, Kahuka, Hawaii. Um, other schools that were considered were Utah, Oregon, BYU, Michigan, Oklahoma, USC, and Washington. Um, he said Texas's move to the SEC was a big factor in his decision as where he wanted to play against the best competition, right? Yeah. Um, I think we'll see with this realignment, I think you're going to see a little bit more of that, right? People, people, the, the best are going to want to play against the best. That's going to, you know, that's going to improve their. Dr- draft chances and draft capital well in in, in those schools exactly. are gonna have more nil opportunities and more resources you know, yeah. yeah everything else that goes with it you know so i mean it it, 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 it could grow to the point that you know these, these guys aren't leaving college early because they're going to make more money staying staying you know well i mean some of them i mean if you read the i don't know the the fancy tennessee quarterback name you know uh coming in next year i mean if it's true that he's got you know, eight and a half million dollar NIL deal already. I mean, if you, especially if you don't like the teams drafting, you know, at the top of the draft and you're, you're looking like that, I mean, why not stay in college another year? Right. I think it kind of helps college football in a way though, right? This new NIL deal. Well, I mean, it's it's fair. It's fair. It's fair for the player and the kid and they can do the right thing. So if I mean, keeping kids in school longer, obviously doesn't help the product. I just, uh, right. You know, I I just, it helps some of these kids, right? Let me, like, you know, your Nikos, your big stars, they're going to get paid, right? That Naturally, oh, yeah. they're going to get their money. But you're going to have a lot of these players, and we've talked about this, I don't know how many times, Brock, players in college, and Justice, me, you too, we've talked about players in college. They dominate in college. They ain't worth a damn in pros, right? You know, they're going, and not that there's nothing wrong with it, but they 
end up in the USFL or XFL or CFL. I kind of see this NIL stuff. If you're a good player, especially if you're on a good team, right? If you're on a Bama, a Georgia, you know, even a Clemson, Notre Dame, whatever, maybe your NFL outlook or professional outlook is not as good as what it is in college. Well, so I think pay college, you're you're willing to stay and not leave early, right? Because before yeah. the thing was I'm good enough. I'm leaving early. Get me the NFL so I can get paid. Now you're getting paid in college. Maybe that smacks some of that back down, right? You know, well, especially like the, you know, the G5 guys or the, the guys that aren't, you know, looking at a fifth, sixth round draft. You know, they might, you know, instead of declaring early, they'll stick around. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I think if you're a fringe guy, then obviously you would. You get, but I mean, if you, if you're if, still, I mean, I think mo, not a large percentage of NFL rookie contracts are going to trump any NIL deal. So if you are very yeah, confident you're right. going to get drafted, you should you I should mean, go. The, but the studs are going to go. It's it's the French, like you said, it's the French well, guys. That right. I'm not saying out. the Will Andersons and, and guys like that are going to. I'm just saying, and I'm just throwing this name because it hit me first. Tyler Grubbs, great college player, right? Does a lot fancy wise, yeah. but hit realistically his NFL outlook is probably not great, right? He's probably not getting yep. a big contract, whatever, but if he can make big money in college, it might be more beneficial to him to not leave early as a junior to stay uh, one more year, whatever. Yep. Absolutely. Um, I, I don't think we've seen that happen yet, but I think it's going to, I think you, you're no, I don't think it's happened yet, but I think that's going to be something that they're going to have to consider, right? Am I good enough to go to the NFL? Am I going to be getting paid there? Or should I stay in school and get paid for another year or so and then try to make it? Absolutely. Um, I I just think all this uh, NIL thing, we've talked about the super conferences and everything changing the game. This NIL bullshit, or not bullshit, the deal has, it's changed the landscape of college football Probably just as much, right? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And I, well, and I and I think, I think that's gonna. I think the NIL is helping with these super conferences, right? Because I right. think these other these other schools are gonna be like, we can't we can't compete with them on that level. So let them have their own conference or division or whatever, you know, because you know we we can't compete the way they can compete. Right. Right. Um, so we talked about him, uh, 2023 four-star defensive lineman, Gavin Hill, number 38 has verbally committed to Florida as a junior. He had 18 tackles, eight for a loss, three sacks over seven games, six, three, two fifty-five. Um, Florida is keeping him the hometown kid from Gainesville in state, um, plays basketball. Um, he was at a recent camp. Florida, uh, his athleticism was shown off working out at tight end in one of the sessions. Um, haven't seen a whole lot of him, so I don't know. Um, some of these recruits I have to go back and watch because uh, I'm just – there's so many of them I haven't watched a lot of them. Um, Washington got a commit, verbal commit from 2023 four-star defensive lineman 
Anthony James II, 6'5", 245, with an 80-inch wingspan uh, coming from Texas. Um, he was committed previously to Texas A&M and then opened it up and uh, has decided to go elsewhere. Um, Penn State got a verbal from 2023 four-star safety Dakari Nelson, uh, 6'3", 203, from Salem, Alabama. And this is a pretty good get for them. Uh, picked the uh, Nittany lines over Auburn, Clemson, Oregon, Tennessee, and Kentucky. Football, baseball, basketball, and high school. Um, hybrid safety linebacker, top player. Uh, you all got anything on those before I move on? No, I was just going to say the one thing that, you know, I, I knew I saw about Gavin Hill was when he, he earned the um, scholarship offer at that camp, uh, Billy Napier called his dad and, and told him that he was getting the offer. And the, the, the video of that call kind of went viral on Twitter. Oh, wow. I'll have to check that out for sure. Um, 2023 four-star corner Tayshawn Wilson has committed to Baylor, 5'9", 175. Um, it's a little small, uh, little small, but we'll see how he uh, plays. Uh, he chose Baylor over Nebraska. Ooh, shots at choppy. That's, that's rough. Um, <laughs> very fast. Uh, 10.62, 10.67, and the 100 meters. Um, speed kills, right, on any level. Yeah, uh, that's what yeah. you're looking for. Um, 2023 five-star corner, number two corner, 15 overall, Tony Mitchell committed to Alabama. Seems like the rich get richer, right? 6'2", 180. It stays home in-state. Uh, he chose uh, the Tide over Georgia, Texas A&M, and Auburn. Uh, his high school team won three consecutive state championships. And during those seasons, he has 201 tackles, 23 breakups, seven picks, and three forced fumbles. Um, that's a huge gift for the Crimson Tide. Yeah. Yeah, and he, you know, he's, you know, he already has good size, and they'll add weight to him. So, Yeah. Um 2023 four-star linebacker Grayson Howard has committed to South Carolina, 6'3", 223 from Florida. Uh, he chose the Gamecocks over Florida and Georgia. Um, I would, Kind of surprising. I would have thought he would have went to Georgia, but he's been a tackle machine in high school. 326 tackles in three seasons. And last year as a junior, he had 157 stops, 14 tackles for a loss, three and a half sacks, two interceptions. Um that's a huge gift for South Carolina if they can if they can keep him committed. Yeah, that's the key, right? Keeping them there. Yeah, yeah. And I I know we talk about this each week. Some of these bigger name recruits, and but like you said, that that's the key, right? It's one thing Except, for these yeah, guys think, to say I'm verbally committed, but that's where the real work begins, right? Because you have to find a way to keep them. I feel like one of the guys we talked about one of the last two episodes, one of the Texas A&M guys, he recently he like decommitted yesterday. One of the D linemen. Oh wow! I'll have to go back and check. You know who it was, right off? I don't remember his name. I just remember seeing he decommitted. Ooh, I'll have to check that out for sure. Um, Four-star corner Kalen Lee has verbally committed to Ohio State. Uh, he's from Georgia. Um, 
He had been previously committed to Georgia in the fall of 2021. Seven interceptions as a junior, second in the state championship game, or two in the state championship game, helping Cedar Grove win a Georgia 3A state title. That's uh, Georgia is one of the bigger hotbeds for talent for high school football. Yeah. It was, and even uh, back, even back when Tennessee was hot with Fulmer, that was the key. Because for some reason, Fulmer could go into the state of Georgia, and he was pulling a lot of talent out there. And you've seen it every year. If you can pull players from Georgia, you've usually got some. You've usually got some really good talent on your roster. Yeah, um, one of the the key four or five states, right? Yeah, they got to be one of the pipelines, right? California, Florida, Texas, um, Georgia. Oddly enough, I think New Jersey, if I'm not mistaken, New Jersey is one too, up that way. There's a lot of talent comes out of that. I call it that New England area. But I think there's a lot of talent comes from there. I think they're, I think you would have to put them right there with that. Um. Let's see, where was I at? A lot, of new, a lot of recruiting news here. Derek Williams, number three safety, five-star, has verbally committed to Texas. Uh, he's coming out of Louisiana, and uh, he chose them over Alabama, LSU, and Texas A&M. That's a uh, big get for Texas. Um, I think uh, the Arch Manning commitment helped draw him there. That has a lot of pull, right? A lot of weight yeah. when you pull when you pull somebody like that. Because I know Nico's kind of doing the same thing right now for Tennessee. His him being that high recruit, we're probably getting looks from recruits that maybe normally we kind of wouldn't. So anytime you can get that super stud, that superstar, especially a quarterback, right? Because everybody yeah. wants to play for a winner. So, um, just kind of off track to you two thoughts on Sarkeesian in Texas, the right hire. Hmm. Can you turn I it around? Know. I mean, I, I think that he can, he can recruit like nobody's business. He That's can recruit sure. and, and, and he can put together a pretty innovative offense too. But I think his thing is that you, we've never really seen a track record of him do anything for more than a couple of years. Right. And so can he build legit longevity and, you know, consistently lead a program or anything, right? I mean, he kind of – so, I don't know. I mean, I think he could be he could be great for there, but, it, I mean, it, it could fizzle out with him too, so. Yeah. That, uh, that, that kid that decommitted was four-star defensive lineman Johnny Bowens. Oh, wow. And I, that's not even one of their bigger names, I don't think. What class was he in? Twenty-three. He's in the twenty-three class. Yeah. Yeah. He's okay. And so we talked about this. What? Well, uh, our last episode because we did the SEC West. We were talking yeah. about all the linemen that they had, you know, especially in the two thousand twenty-two class. And I kind of we kind of talked about it. How many of these kids are we going to see? transfer right now that you got the one year anytime transfer rule 
it's one thing yeah. for and it kind of goes back to what we just said you get the commit now you got to keep them right so texas a&m's loaded on that defensive line and these kids are committing but i think they kind of see the writing on the wall in a way how long am i going to have to sit if i don't win the job right out how long am i going to have to sit before i can play and i think in today's world you're seeing more of yeah i'd love to play in the sec and blah 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 but i don't want to wait three years for my turn either i want to play right yeah. now yep for sure now i mean uh, they're getting a lot of nil money that helps right you know right but they're still if they're still getting that money then they'd be more willing to sit right and that does it for our news and notes. And somebody uh, on our show sheet, I almost want to say this is Brock, added the little uh, the little dancing gif. Yeah, laugh, asshole. This is why I hate you. This is why I hate you. Hey, it's happy 4th of July. I'm just trying to bring it's happy. Festive. It's happy 4th of the July, and I'll give it to you. You're, you're creative. You're creative. It's going to bite you an ass, but you're creative. Anyway, laugh it up, Chuckles. We need gift Jeff anyway. as a sponsor. You need to reach out to them, Hollywood. I know. I might have to do that. I'm like, <laughs> you know what? I've got the perfect guy to make gifts for you. If you'll just sponsor us, I'll set you up right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, got a little long one up. there. Oh, I didn't even notice. That's, <laughs> Hollywood. I didn't notice. That's Hollywood on there. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Damn, I'm yeah, look better. Look at, look at me. <laughs> you'll, you'll, have to post that, you'll have to post it on your twitter hollywood if you don't i'm gonna be i'm gonna i'll do it for you if you don't <laughs> i'll i'll i will do it when we get done with the show here i'll uh i'll even get you uh, give you the credit for it because that was uh that was pretty creative even though it was at my expense you ass but anyway uh i'm sure our listeners will get a kick out of that so um we're doing the uh, conference. I can't. I got to scroll down because I can't stop laughing at that shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, we're doing our conference breakdowns. We've done the SEC East, the SEC West, and now we are moving to the Big Ten East. Um, Indiana linebacker Cam Jones. Three-star, 79 position ranking, 60 tackles in a sack. Um, yeah, I'll go ahead because well, I, I think, I will, you know. I, I guess I'll run these down. Um, safety corner, Devin Matthews, three-star, 55 at the position, 48 tackles a pick. Tywan Mullen, safety corner, three-star, 55 at the position, 19 tackles. And then uh, Demarcus Elliott, defensive tackle slash defensive end and fan tracks, three stars, 33 at the position, 29 tackles. Uh, the one that stands out to me is Taiwan Mullen. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, especially if you're in the C League, right? Right. And well, he's a stud. He's got bloodlines. His brother's in the NFL. Um, was, I, and I also, his freshman year was off the charts because he was all American. He was a freaking stud. Uh, yeah. Kind of dropped off last uh, the next year. Uh, well, last he year he was, he, was, he was hurt last year, yeah. Yeah. And, and someone's going to replace Mc, uh, McFadden there, 
right? You know, yeah. and so, yeah. um, you know, if that's Cam Jones or or somebody else, I mean, I think he's probably got the first shot at it and stuff. So, I mean, that's just something to to keep an eye on, especially, you know, if you're in a C2C league where you you need some linebacker help. I mean, I think that could be decent. And, and McFadden found his way on into the NFL too. You know, I don't, I think he's what a fifth or sixth round draft pick or something like that, but he's there. Um, yeah, he's, yep. Is it Tennessee draft him? No, it was, no, uh, uh, New York giants, giants, okay. giants yes. I think. Yeah. So, um, you know, I mean, not a ton of stuff to be excited, you know, from Indiana de- defensively though. I don't think, I mean, I, I, you know, Mullins were keeping an eye on, and like you said, and probably uh, kind of see what they do at linebacker, and you know, who knows from there, I guess. Well, um, so we moved to Maryland. Um, Mosiah Masili Kite, defensive tackle, three star, 16th position, 37 tackles, four sacks, and Ruben. Hippolyte the second, a linebacker, four-star, 17 into position, 62 tackles. Um, really come on last year as a sophomore. Um, that's pretty impressive for a defensive tackle to have four sacks because a lot of times you don't see that interior pass rush. So I think in campus to Canton, especially if you're doing posi- uh, specific positions, right, that's a yeah. big plus for yeah. him. Yeah. And I think Hippolyte should have a lot of opportunity because – they lost, I want to say, was it two five-star kids? Um, Jennings transferred Jen- somewhere. and Jennings and then another the other guy uh, that went to uh, Central Florida. Lewis, I think. Yeah, Lewis. Yeah. Yep, Terrence Lewis. Yeah, which was a Tennessee transfer. He left Tennessee to go to Maryland. So. Well, then he well, went to Central, Central Florida, and then he got arrested, like, back in May for hitting a woman. Yeah, I think. yeah he did. And yeah, the charges got dropped. Yeah. But. Something, something to keep an eye on, too, I think there might be is a uh, you know who who steps up at safety for him because i think the, the top two tacklers on their team last year were both safeties and mosley and cross have both moved on so there's probably for some kind so you know for some production you know if you are in an, in a, an idp c2c league you know definitely kind of keep an eye on that i don't know nfl wise if there's anybody that stands out i don't have a you know if they've had some decent recruits or not but you know who's going to be the the replacements there would kind of be uh it looks worthwhile. like uh dante trader jr and Bo braid are the two starting safeties for him so, I, I don't know anything about either one of them but right all right uh we will move on here to michigan and boy, they lost a lot of talent, right? Um, Hutchison, Ajabo, oh, yeah. Daxton Hill. Um, uh, who's the other one? They was a fourth one that was pretty good, played a pretty significant role for them on defense. I can't remember who it is right now, but yeah, they lost a lot of heavy hitters on defense. So, um, safety corner on fan tracks, DJ Turner, the second, three star, 40 in the class, uh, 33 tackles, two picks. Linebacker Junior Colson, four-star, 10th at the position, 60 tackles, a half sack. I think with uh, – he's going to have a big 
uh, role coming up. Now, what he does with that, I don't know, but we'll have to see. And then you've got Mike Morris, who's intriguing, defensive end, defensive tackle, three-star, 27 at the position, 16 tackles and a pick. And then Mozzie Smith, defensive end, tackle on fan tracks, four-star, 11 at the position, 37 tackles. Um, any of those listen to IDP Nation, you know Kyle is my co-host, and he's a huge Michigan fan. Uh you know, kind of picking his brain, you know, with Ajabo going to the NFL, Aiden Hutchinson going. That's two huge ass pass rushers you're leaving or you're losing from your defense, right? Uh yeah. So I kind of pick I was kind of picking his brain because you know, we, we poke fun at each other all the time, but I think that's the thing about college football. You know, I'm going to I'm going to Choppy for what he knows about Nebraska. I'm going to Kyle for what he knows about Michigan. Because so, I think those college fans are a little more in tune with those teams, right? And there's so Absolutely. many, it's, it's hard to cover. But my question to him was, um, with Ajabo and Hutchison gone, um, you know, with so much pass rush production now gone, who's filling that role? And he immediately told me Mike Morris. So, Take that for what you will. Um, he's somebody that I've looked to pick up in some of my leagues. Um, well, they've, I, I mean, they've recruited pretty strongly on that side of the ball too, right? You know, so I know they, yes. they lost a bunch of guys, but they got, you know, some pretty some pretty high-end recruits coming back in, you know. So I think it's, you know, who's going to, you know, step up and be the guys. But I, I don't, I mean, you know, Hutchinson had such a phenomenal year, like the replacement on that, I mean, might be 40% less. And it's still a successful year, right? So, yeah, right, yep. exactly. <laughs> right. I mean, to me, I think uh, not, not necessarily the pass rush, but Junior Colson, I think he's going to have a big year. He was a freshman All American last year, um, 60 tackles last year. I, I, I expect him to up that up quite a bit this year. Yeah, they got him, and they got another uh, Hill Green um, is another linebacker. Both their linebackers are pretty young guys. That uh, um, be interesting to see what they they kind of do there. And then you know, Michigan's kind of you know they've had some decent linebacker talent come out of there over the last uh, several years. You know, it's looked like so. Yeah. We'll and Colson was a 2021 freshman All American. So I mean, that's it's not like he's just a jag, right? I mean, he's right. as a freshman. Usually in college, you're kind of waiting your turn a little bit, unless you unless you really well. Talented, he was a, so he 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 was a freshman based on the COVID standard freshman. Yeah, right. So <laughs> true, true. Uh, I think this whole no, I'm not discounting. I'm has, not discounting. No, I, I get what excuses, you're saying. I get what you're yeah. saying. Um, but yeah. Uh, I think those are two that if I'm looking at Michigan players, Colson and Morris, or especially Morris, I think he's the guy that I'm looking at the most. And if, well, and if and he's what, playing defensive end and you can play him as a defensive tackle, that's like a cheat code, right? We've talked about that too. Yeah. I mean, and somebody's got to step in for Dax Hill, you know. I think uh, – R.J. Moten. 
Yeah, RJ, RJ, someone that you guys talked about, you know, before. So, so someone's got to step in for him. So yeah, he was a big time recruit for him, and I think he's going to have his chance to shine this year and see what he does. Right. So, if I'm not mistaken, they lost another uh, another defensive back besides Hill. Um, I just can't remember who it was. That, I, know, I want to say it was a starter, but maybe it wasn't. But, um, yeah, they've uh, – and I think if I'm in Campus to Cantons, these are kind of the teams I'm looking at, right? You got Hutchison, Ajabo, Hill, moving to the NFL. Who's that next guy? That's kind of where I'm jumping to, right? right? If I can, yeah, you're, if you're I looking for the next man up. Exactly, exactly. Um, Michigan State, the Spartans. Oh, scroll too far here. Sorry. Um, Xavier Henderson, safety, four-star, 14 at the position, 96 tackles, three sacks a pick. Phil Steele, fourth-team All-American. Defensive tackle, Jacoby or J- Jacob Slade, three-star, 57 at the position, 40 tackles, two-and-a-half sacks. Uh, preseason, first-team All-Conference mention. Um Jacoby Wyndham, uh, Choppy. That's a name we've we've talked about. Three star mm-hmm. in the position, ninety two overall. Uh, transferred from UNLV, right? Uh, One hundred nineteen tackles, six and a half sacks. Um, Henderson and Wyndham are two that uh, I have in a few places. They are high volume. Guys, pretty good fancy producers. Well, I um, and I, I really like Wyndham uh, as a player, but I don't know how is he going to fit. You know, UNLV kind of had him last year as a hybrid. I mean, he played all – I mean, he was kind of like a Micah Parsons almost. You know, he'd be middle linebacker right. one play and edge the next yeah. play. Um, you know, I, I don't know how Michigan State's going to use him, you know. Mm-hmm. I think that's – is it going to help his draft stat – at the end of the day, yeah. But, I mean, he's not 6'2", 230. I mean, he's not an edge in the NFL, right? I mean, if he's going to make it in the NFL, it's going to be as a, you know, on that second line to some in some capacity, you know. So, I mean, that, that's his whole reason to go into Michigan State. So, we'll, uh, you know, but I, I'm really interested to see what he does because I really do like him as a player. So be interesting, you know, see how his skill level translates to, mm-hmm. you know, a higher level of competition. Yeah. I mean, a kid I really like there is Cal Halliday, their their middle linebacker. Um, I, I think he's a, I think he's a good player. I, I don't know, I don't know enough beyond college, but man, if you need a if you need a tackler for Saturdays on a campus to Canton league, um, Cal Halliday is a kid to go get. Right, um, and I know. Um, Justice put this list together for us, so I'm kind of curious. Um, why did you not have safety Darius Snow on here? I there's no rhyme or reason. I mean, it just well, <laughs> here, here's the concern with Darius Snow, and I and I just kind of wonder how uh, Michigan State's going to play out this year. Is um, I read some uh, some spring practice rumblings where Wyndham was playing edge. And Darius Snow is moving to linebacker with Holiday, and 
so potentially he's not he might not be a defensive back this next this upcoming season. Out there, right. So. so he's I'm looking at the team website and you may be right here, Chop. Um he's listed as a safety for 2022 as of right yeah. now, but um six one two twenty, that's a little big for a safety. Um so I could see that, you know. Yeah, that and change he's to not, linebacker, especially if they need help there, but they also have um What's his name that transferred from Tennessee? Um, my mom went completely blank. Um, was a linebacker for him. I, I can't even think of his name right now. So, yeah, I mean, with that, are you, you selling on Snow right now? Is he somebody you're trying to move, or is this somebody that you might look to pick up with the possible well, I think position? My, my hope is is that I, I don't know if Snow has any NFL hope, and so my hope is is that Fantrax doesn't catch up with it, and I keep his defensive back status. <laughs> and, 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 there's a, which, and there's a great chance that Fantrax won't. I mean, they have and, a hard enough time keeping up with offensive players. You know, and so <laughs> I mean, if I got and that's a, a huge speed code, right? You're you're, you're listed as yeah. a defensive back, or you're playing as a defensive back, and you're up in the box playing linebacker. I mean, yeah. No brainer, and, and that's what he was. I mean, you know, I would say last year he, in in the game I watched, I didn't watch a ton of Michigan State, but um, what I did, I mean, well, he, he started he, eight games at Nickelback before he switched to safety in their. He plays. Back. He plays pretty close to the line of scrimmage, from what I saw. Yeah. So, you know, whether you want to call it a Nickelback or a box safety or a linebacker, I mean, I mean, some of that designation doesn't mean anything he plays pretty close to the line of scrimmage because i don't think he's a guy that you want trying to track down a receiver in the open field no 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 um cool i like that i like that kind of discussion here ohio state the buckeyes oh got a few here corner denzel burt four star eight at the position 35 tackles a pick um all-American, freshman All-American in 2021. Um, C.J. Hicks, uh, five-star, won at the position this year. Last year as a senior, he had 84 tackles and two picks. True freshman, Max Preps, All-American in 2021. Ronnie Hickman, a safety, four-star, 10th position, 99 tackles, a sack, and two picks. Um Preseason fourth team All American by Phil Steele, first team by Athlon, uh, Sonny Styles safety, five star number one overall at the position, high school senior, fifty five tackles a second, two picks. He's a true freshman. Uh, Zach Harrison five star two at the position, twenty five tackles, two sacks. Uh, he's getting some preseason All American love. Um, Jack Sawyer, five-star, three at the position, 11 tackles, three sacks as a freshman. And JT Tuimoola, five-star, second at the position in the same class, 17 tackles, three-and-a-half sacks. Um, for me, the three that jump off the page right there right away is Jack Sawyer and JT Tuimoola. Um Basically, in a you know, in a lot of places, they were one two defensive ends in that class, um, which you generally don't see a lot of schools 
get the two best pass rushers, right? Um, yeah. Which was good, fortunate for them because they lost some. They lost some guys, uh, and then the third guy, CJ Hicks, um, especially in some of Choppy's leagues. Yeah, he was like he, he like the pretty, highest linebacker, like a hundred. Yeah. Uh, he went, well, I mean, yeah, he, he went, went for a ton, but there, I mean, there's some good players ahead of him. I mean, he, he ain't seen the field a whole lot this year. There is. And I mean, that's you, you kind of go back with Jack Sawyer and JT uh, Mutolo here. Very good players, highly recruited. But as true freshmen, they had to wait their turn, right? Because you got Tyreek Smith, you had, um, help me, the well, other one. Harrison's there and still there, right? You know, I mean, even right, right so, now. So, I mean, you're. Unless you're just a a freaking superstar stud, you're going to wind up waiting uh, at well, least at a Ohio, year or two to figure it out. Yeah, at Ohio State, you're not. You're. I mean, you're probably not jumping right in. You know, I think that. Uh, you know, what are they going to do? And they've got like, you know, a decent uh, amount of their like, you know, defensive production where you would say coming back on that team right you know and i don't want to say it was a super strong defense for them last year but um you know they got they got a lot they got a lot of players returning and you know i i kind of agree with you those three uh you know i'll put harrison in there too with the the two freshmen from last year i mean they could have a pretty special edge group there um yep this season for ohio state so Hicks yeah went and i for- think He went for six percent of a budget in one league and eleven percent of a budget in in the other league. Yeah, he went for a lot. You know, the six percent is actually not too bad. I'm I'm kind of okay with that, right? Um, that eleven percent—that's where you're starting to push the envelope. I think for IDP players, especially college, a little bit. Well, I I I mean, I, I think you're you're banking on him moving on the NFL, right? Because, I mean, and the, and the thing is with Ohio exactly. State too is, you know, you look at like last year, I mean, their top their top linebacker had 60-some tackles. Um, yeah. You know, you're looking at – you're not going to necessarily see a every week starter on the college side if you're in a C2C league. Just, I mean, because – I mean, they beat the shit out of everybody, right? So – Right. Well, yeah, they're and, they, and, and they're so loaded with talent. They're not really, you know. Yeah, they're rotating through. I mean, they're they're, you know, I mean, there's if there's one person on this team to look at. I mean, Hick, Hickman had 36 more tackles than anybody else on that team last year. <laughs> <laughs> you right. know, so um, that's that's kind of amazing coming from that safety position. I think you know. So, uh, but I, I think if Hicks. You know, if that parlays into the NFL, you know it's worth it whether you play six percent or eleven percent. I just, you, I just don't think you can expect. For comparison purposes, Sonny Styles went for four percent and seven percent. Yeah. Big difference. Big difference. It still seems high to for me to for a safety, but. Yeah, and I guess you're kind of like Chop said or Brock said. You're kind of looking at that NFL upside too right well i mean i don't know i mean that's what you're you're paying that much for safety you're hoping you get a jeremy chin and like how how, i don't know it's hard to project that i think this early and see i've talked about this a number of shows a couple years ago or what two years ago in chops league uh 
I'll admit, I overpaid for Corey Foreman like nobody's business. But I had to see, just for my personal knowledge and research, where his value was. And it took me 200, and I think 275, 285 to get him. Now, was he worth that? No, because I think I could have used that. You know, I could have used 200 of that in other places and made my team stronger. But for my research, I wanted to find out. But I think in campus to Canton nowadays, offense or defense, I think it's the same. There's no difference. When these kids come out, Jack Sawyers and C.J. Hicks and uh, Bryce Youngs and uh, the Manning kid, there's such a rush and such an overvalue overpay that I think sometimes if you can pump the brakes and let these kids come in and play a year or not play a year, I think the value of maybe trading for them because, you know, JT Sawyer and JT, the, the lust, they the didn't do a whole lot. Right. but they're, they're not right. as shiny, you know? Yeah. Right. And, and, so and I there's think a you new can shiny get them toy. at a little better value even if you're trading. I think you can get those guys – or any player at a little better value coming off of a freshman season as to oppose as an incoming freshman. Well, it's, no different, had, it's no different than rookies in the NFL where everybody's expecting everybody exactly. to, be, to be Justin yep. Jefferson. Right. I mean that, you know, sometimes if there's a guy you like the best time to buy is the, the season after and stuff. So, um, you know, I don't think that there's a whole lot of, well, I mean, when a, if a guy is going to pop, the cheapest time to buy him in a C to C league is when he's a freshman, right? Because once he pops, it's just, his value. Just well, it's all over then. But I, the, the, you know, the, you're, 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 you're taking your chances, I guess, if you just like a guy and you're not trying to get him. Because, but how many, how many freshmen break out every year, you know, and perform, especially when they go to an Ohio, they go to an Ohio State or something like that, right? You know, because right. I mean, that's what's going to happen next year is you're going to look and be like, oh my gosh, Ohio State's got two more five star linebackers coming in. Forget about <laughs> CJ Hicks all of a sudden, you know, who's been there for a year. And, um, you know, I, I just maybe he comes in and does great things, you know, but I, I mean, there's that's a hard school to go in and do that right now. If he was a five star recruit and showed up at freaking Tulsa. <laughs> Yeah, you know, the well, I mean, and, and I, I mean I don't he's going to blow up right away, right? <laughs> so, I, I don't think Ohio State linebackers, you know, I don't think they're super strong to begin with. So, I mean, they, they just got they got the uh, the kid from Arizona State, Trainum, who was a running back, is going to come play linebacker for him. Right. Yeah, but he's not playing. I mean, I think you got, you know, Chambers is a fine player. Um, Eichenberg was there last year and played, he played a decent amount, I guess, as a. I mean, a, a COVID freshman, whatever you yeah. want to call it, you know, so. Looks like Carrico's the other starter, maybe. And so, I don't know, you know, maybe there's an opportunity there. I just, I mean, I just don't think you can bank on it with freshmen. No, you know, no. Is sure. the hard thing, right? So, I mean, I, I think that's where it, where it lies. And, I mean, if you get one, I mean, he comes out and busts out as a freshman, you're right. You ain't touching the guy. <laughs> it's, you know. All of a sudden, he's Devin White, or <laughs> he's, you know, top ten pick or whatever. So, uh, what we got next? Penn State. The, yeah, the, the, the Nittany Lions. 
since Hollywood uh, up and left, we, we'll just cover this ourselves, Justice. Sounds good, yeah. Um, I don't have the whole screen on my thing. Uh, so we got cornerback, uh, cornerback Joey Porter Jr., Penn State. Uh, Four-star, number 33 in the class, 50 tackles, one interception last year. His father is formal in a, former NFL linebacker Joey Porter for the Steelers. He is a uh, 20, 2022 field steal preseason third-team All-American. Next is defensive tackle P.J. Mustafir, uh, four-star, number five at the pitch position, 21 tackles, one sack. He's an Athlon preseason uh, first-team all-conference. And linebacker Curtis Jacobs, four-star, number three in the class, 61 tackles, three sacks, one interception last year. And he's an Athlon preseason second-team all-conference. And they lose uh, they lose Brandon Smith. Somebody's got to step up in that role. And, I'm, you know, maybe Curtis Jacobs is that guy. Well, they I mean, they're, they're a, a school that, you know, traditionally has some decent uh, linebacker production, right? So, yeah, I mean, they, they, they produce a lot of linebackers throughout the year for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, is that, is that an LBU? Yeah. I mean, I think you can make an argument for him for sure. Especially with Parsons coming out the way he did, right? Who? <laughs> Some kid named Parsons. I think he's pretty good from what yeah, I hear. Never, never heard of her. Yeah, um, <laughs> never heard of her. <laughs> but, yeah, no, like, uh, I, I mean, I like I like Jacobs. I think he could step into a huge role there. You know, I mean, I think there's, you know, th- there's a bunch of guys on there, right, too, that who knows how it's going to shake out over the Absolutely. next, uh, yeah. you know, what sixty or eighty days or whatever before your uh, your season opener and stuff, you know. I mean, it, also you know, Brisker's gone. Um, right, that's you know, what who, I was fixing who, to say. Their three biggest losses was Brandon Smith, linebacker, Jaquan Brisker, their safety, and Arnold Arnold Edikita, their yeah. defensive end. So that was their three big losses. Um, but you, another school that's similar to Michigan, where they've always recruited pretty well on that side of the ball, and you got, you know, at least on the on the star ranking scale, you look like you got decent guys coming in behind them, you know, to play and stuff like that, you know. So, um, you know, maybe to the yeah, point, right. you know, if there was someone you didn't you really liked a couple of years ago and they haven't done anything, you know, now is probably their opportunity if they went to Penn State. So, and I think both right. Porter right. Jr. and Mustafer have some NFL potential too. Yeah, Mustafer's more of the defensive tackle inside guy, yeah. I think. Um, now, not to say that he can't kick outside and play some of that defensive end edge type stuff. Um, just kind of hitting what Brock said here, you know, their incoming class 2023, they're setting number five right now. One five star, 10, four stars, five, three stars. Um, one of their big defensive commits right now is four star Tamarian Parker. Six four two fifty. So um, that's not incoming. That's incoming next year. Right? Yeah, incoming next year. Sorry, sorry. Twenty twenty three. Yes, sorry. Um, well, they got yeah, uh, I, they got uh, Danny Dennis Sutton. Um, 
I think he was like the number 47 player overall or something like that in the class as an edge. I mean, he might come in and play right away for him. Um, so, you know, so yeah, last year, sorry, I, I was a year ahead of myself. Um, going back 2022, which is this year's incoming class, they said at number six, three, five stars, 13, four stars, nine, three stars. Um, Donnie Dennis Sutton is their number one overall guy, defensive lineman, 6'5", 250. So maybe that's a guy, if you've not had some campus to Canton drafts or auctions, maybe that's, he went, that's he went, a guy. He, he went in all of ours. I don't know for the amount and stuff like that, but I think he uh, – Do you th- do you remember if it was a decent amount? I mean, do you know how I, high I it was? I think so, and I've seen him on a lot of, like, uh, freshman to watch lists. You know, maybe just based yeah, on opportunity, yeah. you know, with, uh, you know, who left there. And, I mean, man, 6'5", 255 as an incoming um, freshman. I mean, he's already got a, <laughs> a college he, build on him, you know, so. He went for 1% well, thing, and 3%. 1% and 3%. See, what, that's a steal because I'm looking, I'm looking here at Penn State's um, last year grouping. We talked about him losing Brandon Smith. We talked about Brisker. We talked about. Ebikita, who is the big key piece here. He had nine and a half sacks and 18 tackles for a loss last year. Take him out of the equation. Nobody on Penn State had more than nine tackles, and that was Brandon Smith. He's gone. So Jesse Lukita is next at eight and a half. And as far as sacks, nobody had more than three, which is Curtis Jacobs. So, yeah, if you can get an incoming freshman, would you say justice for one and three percent? Is that what you said? Yep. See, that's a freaking steal right there because you're not overpaying like a Corey Foreman or a CJ Hicks or a Jack Sawyer. I mean, that's where the value is. That's where you got to hit. Because if you can hit with one and three percent, all that money you can use other places to kind of reach for players, right? To bid on your Arch Mannings or whoever. Um, I think that's yep. what you got to do. Um, let's finish it up here with Rutgers safety corner Avery Young, three star, one twenty four to position, seventy seven tackles, two sacks a pick. This next one's a little uh, interesting. Christian Azine, I hope I said that right. Safety corner receiver on fan tracks, and he's a safety. Three-star, 117 at the position, 71 tackles. Played wide receiver and running back in high school. Looks like he's going to be defense for now. Always the possibility of a position change. And then Deion Jennings, three-star, 172 at corner. He's a linebacker safety on fan tracks, five tackles. Uh, like I said, he was a corner in high school, most improved defensive player in 2022. He, uh, I think he's the one that they're expecting to step up in uh, at linebacker for, uh, was it Fatu Kasi? Fatu Kasi, something like that, yeah. I just call him the big O. The big O. Ola Kunle. Ola Kunle uh, Fatakasi. But if he's stepping into that role and he has safety eligibility on fan track, that's, you know, cheat code like we've been talking about. 
the same with Izine being, you know, it's a cornerback league. And Avery Young, both of them, they're both starting safeties, but they got cornerback eligibility on fan tracks. Which is funny you say that. Avery Young was the was Rutgers' second leading tackler last year with forty or with seventy seven. Uh, had forty six yeah. solos, two tackles for a loss, two sacks, a pick, a pass deflection, a forced fumble. Uh, so he did a little bit of everything. Azim was uh, third with seventy one tackles, forty six solos, eight and a half tackles for a loss. Four pass deflections. So, yeah, I like those guys. I think Izeem's gotten a little bit of, you know, draft buzz. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's 2018, so he's what? This would be his super senior year or his senior senior year? Yeah. This would, And he would super still senior. have a year left. Super senior, right? Super senior, yeah, 18, 19, 22. Yeah, so this would be his super senior, yeah. That stuff's always kind of confusing, but, yeah, um, he's getting a little buzz. So, And I kind of like to look at teams like Rutgers. Uh, hate to pick on teams like that, but Rutgers, Vanderbilt. Well, oppor- you know oppor- opportunity, right? They, they get yes, more yes. opportunities, and that's what it's, that's the name of the game. The more opportunities, the, the higher percent chance you're going to do something with them. Right. right. You guys got anything else on these guys? No, my record. Anybody we've missed? Anybody, anybody <laughs> we've missed or anybody uh, that's kind of popped in your head that we've uh, we should talk about here? No, I just think that, like, you know, I, you know, college football news is always kind of scarce. So keep your, uh, if you're interested in, you know, I would say any players from Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, Penn State, really just keep an eye on what goes on here once, uh, oh, last of July, early August, when everything starts opening up and some news comes out, you know, for sure. Because, um, you know, a lot of it's speculation now. A lot of times you don't know till that first Saturday what the actual right. <laughs> reality is. Of right. It, and so. I, th- I think with August kind of the earliest – for college football, right? Because we got the kickoff classic or whatever the heck it is. So I think after you get through the July Fourth holiday the and things, classic. Kind of, what is this? Nineteen ninety four. One guy that we have not talked about, and I, I don't you. think I he, really hate he, you. He didn't go in either one of our drafts. <laughs> as Kai Stokes from Ohio State. He was a four star, sixteenth. Uh, he was rated as an athlete, but he's going to play safety for uh, Ohio State. And uh, he was there, he enrolled early, and he he had a pretty good spring. I think he was one of the one of the freshmen that they that they think could you know, earn some playing time as a true freshman. Yep. Uh, I mean, uh, a lot of the like I said, there's so many. In college, there's so much you can't cover them all. So I try to bring you the recruiting news, and if I've watched them, you know, I, I'll let you know. But kind of like we said, it's um, like Penn State. You know, they lost their top defensive end. They lost their top safety, their top linebacker to the NFL. All three of them got drafted and, and got drafted pretty well high. So that's a team I'm immediately going to to see, A, what's on the depth chart, right? looking to see who could be that next man up. But I'm also looking at 
okay, they were drafted this, in the 2022 draft. Let me see who's incoming this year in the 2022 recruiting class. Who could be potential targets that might be their replacement? So I think that's that's kind of my thinking. I don't know if y'all different from that or you look at it well, a different think, way. But I, I think schools think a year ahead of that, right? You know, like you see it right now with, uh, um, you know, quarterbacks are the easy ones to see, right? Where they, they think their kid's leaving after the third year, so they're recruiting that guy that's going to come in and kind of sit for a year behind them. So I would really look strongly at, 2020 and 2021 class, yeah. you know, to see what they brought in at safety and linebacker and those guys that have been there for a year. And, um, you know, that, that's might be the immediate one in there, you know, and yeah, I mean, college coaches, when they recruit, I think they're pretty smart about playing that game as far as who they think's leaving and staying and, and whatnot. So. Well, it's like poker. You got to hedge your bets, right? Um, you know you got studs there, but you're like like Brock said, you're kind of looking ahead. You've got to get ahead of the game, and I think maybe that's where Texas A and M comes in with this. We talked about it, that defensive recruiting class, right? Those guys are on campus. Shamar Stewart, Walter Nolan, the whole crew, uh, Dinwiddie. Uh, Maybe they transfer out because they don't want to play or wait or whatever. But I think if you're waiting till the next year, kind of like Brock said, I, th I think you're kind of getting yourself behind the eight ball. You've got to plan ahead, right? Well, they do. I mean, they, they know what's coming and going and who they think is going to leave. And, you know, which I think they, for Texas AM is smart that you got all those defensive linemen. Sure, you got all of them, but you almost expect. Maybe Half one or two to leave. <laughs> yeah, I'd say one or two to leave. leave. But it's a numbers game because it's different to to get one or two and then bottom out. But it's a different to have four or five and one or two bottom out or transfer because the numbers are still in your favor. It's a numbers game in college. I'm, well, yeah. it it's a number game everywhere. I mean, if you're right. whether it's NFL or whatever, I mean, you're 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 hoping for the best outcome at the end of the day. So I think that if you're adding 25 freshmen or whatever numbers you can bring in every year. I mean, in reality, the best schools have 15 of those pan out, you know, and right. then playing the odds. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, I, I there, there's no hundred percent success rate. I think teams plan and they hope and, you know, I mean, honestly, you know, for, um, you know, those players that they thought were leaving, I mean, they've, you're, you're always backfilling. You're always saying, well, you, you got, what's the, what's your max window for a player in college football? Five years, right? Yeah. Four years, four years as an actual player for you. I mean, you're always, yeah, you're always but I mean, but top player, it is not, it's three years, you know, that's, that's your max yeah, three window. years. They're out. I mean, if you're getting like a Will Anderson, yeah, but I mean you that's know only, automatically his ass is out three years. No, but that's only I mean that's only less than I, th 10 I think of your four players. years is the average. No, but you're, to, you're, you, you, think, you 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 know there's an end to it. You know they're leaving. You know there's a right, the, right. there's an out. You know you know that you have to have a plan behind it. You know you might like this kid that you know what for whatever reason is going to start as a freshman at left tackle for you or something like that, but you 
know best case scenario four years from now he's gone you know worst case scenario he leaves after his third year or whatever you know so you you always you're always planning i, I mean they're probably always adding every you know have a goal of adding every position in every recruiting class to some extent so at least i would think you do that's what i always did well, when yeah. i played uh when yeah. i played ncaa football you know on my playstation <laughs> right. you had to have a couple guys at each position coming in man speaking of which right the next next year i think is when the uh, new game comes out i have zero faith oh, in it wait. man though they'll mess it up i know but man i, I just hope i just I hope it comes have... out for ps4 and not ps5 only it's probably ps5 yeah. only by that time i don't even know see i'm gonna have to buy a new system because i'm old school i've got ps3 and i'm still playing college football 2014 but i'm wearing that sucker out man oh yeah yeah i mean i still i have a i have a playstation 2 a playstation 3 and a playstation 4 there you go awesome um anything else guys I don't know what he's doing. Some kind of intergalactic throwing up gang signs. Rocks up and throwing up gang signs. Yeah, I don't know where that come from, but whatever. You were doing it there, freaking. What's what's up with the blue bear on the helmet? That's the Tennessee Smokies uh, double A team for the Cubs. Tennessee Smokies. Yeah, Smoky Mountains Smokies, because there's bears here, black bears. Come on. I just, Jesus. I'm still freaked out by the flat bills. So, you know what? Me and Justice, we got on before you did, and we, we, what can we do to frick with Brock? That's right. We said, hey, man, and it's flat bills. Yeah, exactly. It is. That's like, go grab a flat bill hat and put it on just to piss off Brock today. <laughs> Get him fired up. It doesn't take, it it doesn't take a lot of days. Oh, I can't wait till next week. We're in the Big Ten West. Oh, Jesus Christ. In Nebraska. I think I'm just gonna I'm, I'm just gonna poke at Brock and point at him and say, here you go, bud. Let it rip. That's all right. It, if, the- if people had had heard his rant last week before the show about and I'm uh, with you, the enemy. We, we, the enemy rant. Yes. That was awesome. Yes. <laughs> oh my God! We should have recorded that because that was pure freaking gold, man. What, what is, pure what is gold. He's the he's he's the Millie Vanilli of offensive coordinators. <laughs> oh, and don't even get him started on uh, Steve Spagnuolo on defense either. Yeah, well, sad but true sometimes. So, yeah, well, Nebraska's got pieces not far from that. So, <laughs> be all good. Anyway, we, anyway, guys, um, great show. Lots of good. Uh, topics discussion uh hopefully we helped everybody and uh, steered them in the right direction on some stuff some players um always hit me up at hollywood titan always hit justice up at justice underscore two three one eight brock refuses to put his twitter handle in there um just at brock at, at brock and if you can't find him, just hit me up and I'll tag him on whatever rant you got. So um, we thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Help us spread the word. Please rate, subscribe, and review for us. At Chopping underscore Casey. There is now, now there he goes. Um, um, help us grow. I mean, uh, when you uh, download and subscribe and rate and review and five-star, all that stuff, 
the algorithms it does something and that's beyond my knowledge but it helps us grow so uh spread the word you know let everybody know and we will be back next week with the big 10 west chops favorite yep. uh, can't wait um have a happy and safe fourth yes have a very happy and safe fourth um be careful with your adult beverages. Don't don't they don't can... don't pull a Jason Pierre Paul. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. And, and and forget what I said earlier. Don't be tying uh, Roman candles to your cats, and that's a that's a no no. Um, although, if you have a possum outside, I'm all for that. You know, tie it to a possum. Possum possums are good, man. They eat ticks. Why are you gonna pick on a possum for? They they don't carry rabies. They eat ticks. Yeah, they do. Normally, I don't bother them. And for a long time, I had one outside. But man, you they're nocturnal. They're animals, ugly. Of course. They're ugly, man. Oh, God, oh they're, they're ugly, ugly and they're nocturnal. And every time you would feed the cats outside, this fat there. little mofo would come up and eat every bit of the cat food. And the cats would just <laughs> sit there and look at. It. I'm like, hey, he's eating your food, but. I guess that's part of living in the country with the raccoons and the rabbits and all that good shit. But um, yeah, help us uh, grow. Please rate, subscribe, and review for us. Five-star rate us. Tell us that Brock sucks. He's the weak link of this group. Um, it's sad, but true. <laughs> it's sad, but true. Hey, off one of my favorite albums. Hey, good segue, yeah. Brock. Appreciate that. Which was, uh, which was incidentally not... On last week's episode, I'm disappointed in you. It's sad but true. It is sad but true. Um, before we go, if you like to gamble a little bit, please go over to Action 24-7. Uh, locally owned gambling site for Tennesseans, by Tennesseans. Just as good, they have just as good um, odds as the big names. Uh, they'll pay you out same day. Um, they got everything, football, baseball, basketball, hockey, soccer, darts, ping pong, F1 racing, NASCAR. So you name it, they got it. Uh, if you know your stuff, go over there and check it out. Use the promo code Hollywood100. If you donate or uh, deposit 400, they'll match it. So that's 800 bucks you get to uh, bet with. And as always, you know, we got a few bills with, with our podcasting stuff here. So, that helps us out a little bit um, and we appreciate it. And we will be back next week with the big 10 West. You guys got anything else? Nope. Nope. Awesome. Go Vols. <laughs> Screw the Huskers. <laughs> I ain't even saying nothing about ODU. <laughs> we suck. I mean, what else do you want? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, we'll be back next week, guys. Thanks for listening.